Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. Hopefully, last remote recording. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. My fingers are crossed, as is all of my big bonus. That's Willie Wells over there. Hi. Hi. And that's Chris back again. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, there's no time. There's no need to preamble. We're just going to get into it. <laughs> Uh, I found this story fucking interesting. I don't know if you guys read it, but I did. And it's, it is a counterfeit Canteon bottle that is floating around. And people are actually chasing it down. They want this bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's selling for insane amounts of money. So kind of the backstory to this, there was a beer that Canteon made back in 2011 that they uh, <clears throat> blended three Lambics together and they only had looked like I'm trying to see how many bottles or how many barrels or whatever. 2,000 liters. 2,000 liters. Okay. 2,000 bottles. Alright. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, about 2,000 bottles which sold instantly and became very, very very coveted beer. And then apparently in 2012, a user and beer advocate <clears throat> had a real bottle and had traded for one and found out that there was fakes floating around of this beer. And you would think, okay, well, if there's fakes floating around, the prices are going to drop for this thing, right? No, they're not. And they're starting to get even more, or they're starting to skyrocket more now. Uh, basically, a counterfeit bottle of this Canteon, which is just a relabeled 2011 Canteon Classic, is selling for more than $1,700. For, Say uh, what? for a Say fake what? bottle. <laughs> for a fake fake bottle of beer. How much does the actual bottle cost? Like the actual real version cost? Well, that's just it. The real version is the same price. Holy shit. People are actually looking at taking a fake just because of, I guess, the uh, the novelty of it. So do you buy the fake so that you can check it in on tap as if it was the real? Maybe. I hmm. don't quite understand this, but apparently it's a thing like this particular one. And they're, they call them JCNs is the name of this Canteon. And yeah, the the black market value basically was about 500 bucks in 2015 and it's $1,700 or more today. And again, fakes going for nearly as much. So what you know, it's funny. Like you when you get into the article, the, the reason why the fakes cost so much is because beer nerds being beer nerds, the, the, the rule is you can't drink the original unless you have the other one and do it side by side and see if you can tell the difference. Yep. And I'm like, okay, let's spend another $1,700 so I can, See if I can taste the difference. That's that's the beer nerdiest thing I've heard in quite a while. Or maybe ever. Yeah. Let's spend $3,400 on two bottles of beer. That's fucking insane. That is insane. Uh, <laughs> I can't say that's really worth it for me. No. Holy shit. Good God, that's nuts. You know, and I guess I'd understand if there was like some real true quality to what they made. I mean, you it know, is Canteon. I get it, but like, I, I don't mean Canteon, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
if you're going to mess with counterfeit, I don't know. Well, what's funny is if you keep reading this article, apparently there's other beers that this has happened to. Toppling Goliath had this problem. Uh, there's been fakes of Dark Lord. There's been fakes of BCBS Vanilla Rye. This always scares me about the crazy like sub uh, subculture of beer trading in general. Because like you don't know anybody, right? And you make some big trade, you know, with a, uh, you know, for cash or what have you. Are you actually going to get what you what you bought? Are you even going to be able to tell? Can you admit to it? You never admit to it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you wanted to be an asshole, Jeff, that Dark Lord that you got, you could have just cloned that label and sold it for what you sold it for. And kept I mean, the, the, uh, the glitter wax is pretty tough. I mean, it wouldn't be impossible, but that's a long way to go to counterfeit the glitter wax. But or you could just you could just put on regular wax and say this was a this was a uh, even more rare. It was a misprint. The, uh, it was the, the beginning you of the run, model number one before the glitter was mixed in. There you go. Yeah. Well, oh, this is great. So, yeah, like they said, the make matters more complicated in the case of the JCN beer. Until recently, I guess they learned their lesson. But Cantillon had the strange habit of giving away fresh labels to anyone who asked for them. You could just say, hey, man, I'd like some of those Cantillon labels. And they're like, sure, here, have a bunch. And people just slap those on the bottles and be like, hey, check out my Cantillon beer. Yep. Enjoy this $4 Lambic I got from my local I was about, And I was about to say, I mean. <laughs> it really stays on DuPont. <laughs> Chris, at one point, you homebrewed, I homebrewed. Jeff, you dabbled in it. Wells, you actually brewed, but I'm sure you homebrewed too. How hard would it be for you to go to your local homebrew store and grab some green bottles, throw some Cantillon labels on there, and sell it for better than you, money? You, you go to a, a big time bottle share and you just kind of quietly grab all the empties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all they were doing was just slapping labels on original, like, OG goos. So, it, you know, just take one label off, and, I mean, you don't even have to worry about the uh, cap or the cork or anything. You're just taking the label off and putting a different label on. That's nothing. Yeah. The amount of work that did not go into this is astounding. Like, Isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And I still can't believe the fact that people are buying the fake for $1,700. So they're going in for $3,400 for two bottles of beer. I just can't get I over mean, that. You know, people will spend money like, like anything else. People will spend money to accelerate their path to the top of the quote unquote leaderboard. Whatever it is that you're doing. That's the way to go. It's the premise of Jurassic Park for crying out loud. You know, you, True. you take the money, you bought the stuff, you know, you didn't spend the time to, you know, like earn your way up, which isn't to say that some of the people spending the money haven't earned their way up. That isn't necessarily, you know, true across the board. But I mean, you know, you look at any, you know, whether it's a, a you know, a mobile game or, you know, any sort of hobby or activity, people will spend money to have the best, to say they have the best, to show that they have the best. Anyway. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, you're right. You're right. 
You're absolutely right. Any other thoughts on the, the fake Cantillon? Are we ready to look at, at some cool... Uh, the only other thing I'd say is I've got some Cantillon if you guys are interested in buying. It's uh, it's it's a bargain basement $1,200 a bottle. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my Cantillon classic goose green label bottle. Like, like, bottled 24 January 2019 sounds fun and all, but you know what's really fun? Like, turning that into a $1,200 counterfeit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. All right, so this next little story, I just thought it was fun, and I like beer can art. I'm always fascinated with it. So this is the 30 best-looking beer cans in America for 2020. Oh, fun. According yeah. to who? Uh, according to this website that we're looking at. I've definitely heard of this website. So I'm not going to lie. I forget to this website. It took <laughs> me so long to figure out how to get to the damn thing I wanted to see. Yeah, okay. I'm clicking on this. Were... I'm clicking on that. I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, maybe I go to the 2019. I'm like, this is all right. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, hide intro. There we go. I was like wondering, how did how did you actually see that? Because I just looked at the 2019 cans to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know there yeah, were no, I did the same thing. And I'm like, is it 2019? And then Josh is like 2020. And I'm like, okay, clearly I did something wrong. And I'm back looking <laughs> again. I'm clicking around on shit. I mean, right. most of these are pretty decent. But like some of these, I'm just like, mm, okay. See, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I like the little stubby can, the little lowball can. I think, that, I think that's pretty cool. I've seen that. Um, some, with, maybe it was Shaxbury. There was... I want to say there was another brewery that was doing that, but that's fun. Trial um, by Wombat. I'm not, I'm not like mad about that one. It's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, there's cool cans on here. The, uh, kill the, the, the one in the bottom right hand corner, kill the sun. I mean, that's pretty basic. That's, that's basic. I just yeah. noticed that a resident culture had one on here. Thunderstone. Yep. Of all the resident culture cans, that's not the one I would have picked, but, you know, it's not my not my site, so with you. I'm really with you there. They've got some really cool cans. And, and not to say that th there's anything wrong with Thunderstone. It's just it's just not the one that I would have chosen. Agreed. I don't know. I this, just is, this is so playing phenomenally for everybody listening right now. And yeah. we're all just sitting there kind of like kvetching over, you know, like Pictures of cans. Yeah, oh, here's a here's a white can called regular beer. It's in basic font. I don't understand how that's the best looking. I mean, I get it. It's minimalistic, but I mean, somebody's apparently a fan because there was one like that in 2019 that was just a white label that said beer. So somebody's definitely a minimalistic fan. Well, this one's Duclaw. Hey, you guys remember Duclaw? Uh huh. They were yeah. there. Hot shit when they first arrived in North Carolina. Mm. And Were they the ones that pissed off everybody in North Carolina? Who was that that did that has like uh oh flying no it's flying dog right the one that has all oh, yeah. the like caricatures of dogs on the pearl necklace yeah. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, they didn't recover from that. At least not in this state anyway. No, no they they had that. This beer was not made at our. Asheville Brewery. And it's like, oh, cool. You're just being a dick. 
Like, yeah, when you're just being a dick to be a dick, like that's kind of. In other news, now I'm looking at the best looking beer cans in America 2019. Fauna in there. So good for them. In last year's list. Wow, I think uh, the Evil Twin offering in here has the longest beer name I've ever seen. Uh, it's Evil I... Twin. Evil Twin Brewing, the most expensive thing I've ever paid for is the broker's fee on the rental apartment that I lived in for less than a year. Holy shit, that's the whole thing? Yeah, yep. that's the name of the beer. <laughs> it's the one with the Led Zeppelin-looking cover on it, the uh, physical graffiti-looking thing there. Bomro. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the oh. longest beer name I've ever seen. And you say, people say that we're running out of beer names. Yeah, never tell me we're running out of beer names. The most expensive thing I ever paid for is the broker's field in the rental apartment that I lived in for less than a year. If I owned a bar and carried that, I would make you order it by name, the full name, <laughs> correctly, every time. And the drunker you get, the harder it gets to do. <laughs> it's a yeah. sobriety test. <laughs> you are only allowed to order this beer if you can like not slur through it. God. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, moving on. Hey, Wells, what's Pico Brew and what happened to it? Pico Brew, I'm guessing? Pico. 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 I, Pico. I mean, Pico's small, right? Yeah. Um, so it is a... Oh, what the hell is Pico Brew? Because it is such a weird concept where it's essentially like a, what, a Keurig for beer? Kinda. Kinda. Well, it looks like uh, it's shutting down. Home brewing appliance startup. Yeah, I mean, they basically look like little, honestly, they look like little convection ovens that you would put on your countertop, but they were mm -hmm. meant to, like well said, you're meant to use these to brew, like if you were in an apartment or something. Because uh, you're not brewing big scale on these, like you were brewing like little mini kegs of beer. Um, and I did look at this. You could actually use like your own ingredients. You didn't necessarily have to buy their little kits. They did have kits, of course, like everything. Uh, what I found was interesting is they actually made a distilling add-on for this. Mm -hmm. Which I thought, well, that's kind of cool. A little bit. I mean, I kind of wouldn't mind having a, a go at home distill home like countertop distilling from a I don't know anything about distilling, but you make it easy enough. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I thought that would have been really cool. But so they've yeah. got a lot of patents now, which is cool. Yeah. I mean it'll just be neat to see what they do. Yeah, and they just don't exist. They shut down and yeah, who knows what's gonna happen. <clears throat> Some of these things though, dude, they're expensive as shit. So like this brewer's sidekick, which is like a double version of this little Pico brew, which it looks like you can do a five uh five gallon keg out of, it is two thousand dollars. This feels like one of those things where, you know, like they made it, it ended up costing more than they wanted to. It was a fun idea, they had a good pitch. They got some seed money. They may never have actually expected it to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, it looks like they pivoted back in August. They switched to making coffee makers, actual Keurig machines, uh, which apparently did not help them with their revenue since Q2 
Keurig and Nespresso and everybody already has that market cornered. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I, Chris, you could, you probably are a little closer to this than, than the rest of us, but I mean, you know, this, you know, venture capital and, you know, funding and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if you've got an idea and you can get somebody to give you money for it and, you know, so if it doesn't go anywhere, big deal, you know, they, yeah, that's why what you have the, the, LLCs and corporations. It protects you personally, right? It's yeah. Like a, and, a, you know, rule. It, don't ever spend your own money. If other people are willing to pay for this. To, don't ever use your own money to, to invest in, in a company. Like, go get money from somebody else. There's plenty of it out there. Yeah. And yeah. And, and likewise, like, like I said, you know, if, if you're making this and it's like, we have this idea and it could possibly work, but we don't really think it's going to take off. I mean, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You lose the company that wasn't going to fly anyway. I don't know. That's not the way I roll, but I get it. I understand that's a thing for people. And also, man, if you buy it, like I'm just looking through their kits, like, you know, they've got little kits that you could buy. They are not cheap for what you're actually getting. So to get a, I'm just looking at a wheat beer. It is twenty-two bucks for one point three gallons, or thirty-three bucks for two point five gallons. That's nuts. That's insane. That's not a good deal. That's yeah. not a good deal. And it, like, no. how much of this point. is? How much of this is like? You know, when you don't know any better, people will jump on things. Um, you know, and I'm trying to think of like a good example. Well, I mean, hell, even just like this exact type of thing. It's probably cheaper to homebrew, but if you don't know any better, you may dump a bunch of money into it because you think it's the way to do it. Or you don't have the space for it, like if you live in an apartment. And... Well, this, yeah. thing's not, this thing's not small. I mean, if you have a bucket, you can brew in an apartment. It's, uh, yeah, the, the concept of this is not bad, but it seems to be the, the, the execution was terrible, apparently, and the cost was too high. Yeah. Because, I mean, getting into homebrewing is not that expensive. No, it's not. In fact, if anybody wants to get the homebrew, I have a whole bunch of shit you can take from me. <laughs> For free, probably. No, I'm selling it at All some right. point. But if you want it, come talk, come talk to your boy. All right, this last story I just thought was adorable. There oh, are... wins the, this won the internet for me today. Yeah. There is a brewery in Huntington, North, uh, North, New York. God, I can't talk all of a sudden. It's called Six Harbors, and they have two dogs that hang out in the brewery. And, of course, because of all this COVID stuff, the good dogs are now delivering beer to people. So they strap the little four-packs to the dogs, and the dogs go running up to you and give you your beer. And they have pictures, and they're awesome. Yeah. The yeah, I, I would like I would like order if those dogs would run up to me and bring me beer, I would I would absolutely do this. And now 100%. I live in California now, so animal rights activists chill the fuck out. They put empty beer cans around the dog's neck and they actually just have them do that for looks. So they're not yeah. carrying around like eight pounds of liquid around their neck. So it's useless and just for show? It's for fun. It's not for show. It's for fun. The, the, the guys actually carry the beer up to the house, but the dogs run up with empty beer cans on their neck. It looks so cool. This is a BuzzFeed news article. Yep. Yes. That should have been your first tip. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here like, how many words does this article have? It's like a goddamn slideshow. Like, no, it's, 
it's it's reporting today. Like I, it used to be bad because nobody would actually write any actual news. It was just like hat tip to this blog, hat tip to that blog, and everybody was like circle jerking themselves around on this. This is literally a bunch of social media posts that they put into a quote unquote article. That said, I'm surprised that you didn't realize the dogs weren't doing anything well. So, I mean, it, clearly the back of this truck, they've stacked two cases of beer. Don't, do, you, do you not think that they, they packed those two cases themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they lifted those cases. I mean, it's, I mean to be fair, these, these uh, cases don't quite look full, let's say. They're maybe staged a little bit for some reason. Who knows why? But You think? Well, but I mean, like, look at the picture. Like, yeah, it's no, clearly no. not two full yeah. cases of 24 cans, which it also under- looks like unseamed cans. Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. Good catch. Yeah, because I'm is- looking at the can in front of me and those cans, I'm like, those are just shells. But it is a good boy. Look at those good boys. They oh, are good boys. Sure, but they're the best. Destination, their dad gives them colors with four empty beer cans attached. Like, so like, <sighs> I mean, the the dude, the dude's sitting there and he's clearly taking the beer off of the dogs, and the cans are bashed to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a discount on these beers? These cans are smashed. These cans are fucked, man. So what <laughs> if you're allergic to dogs and you still want beer delivery? Well, then what the about- dogs just stay in the truck. <laughs> Must you guys be so cynical? God. Oh, man. I know you don't have Facebook, but yes. I, okay. I can fair. be pretty cynical. I, I don't know. Like, this just. Uh, it's I, was trying to, I was trying to bring joy to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I get. I know you, you were trying to bring joy to the show and what you ended up bringing was a 150 word article with 20 pictures on it and a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh, fine. I mean, why don't we do more stuff from Buzzfeed? I mean, Chrissy Teigen has left Twitter after her kids were called Petri dish babies following the recent drama. How do you not click on that? <laughs> Oh man! You have too much random knowledge if you can pass this quiz. I mean, I'm clicking right now. If you, I low key, to, uh... I low key didn't recognize Kendall Jenner now that she's blonde, and my first thought was like, "Wait, which one's Kendall?" I don't care. If you okay. wanted to read some of this article's other work, oh, this is kind of sad. The man from the it's a double rainbow. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, he died at the age of fifty-seven. Oh wow! That is. I saw Jerry. Jerry Stiller died. Yeah, yeah. He did. Serenity now. But but I but I love this. Like, here's the headline: The man from the double rainbow viral video has died at 57. Why is that news? I mean, like, no offense. Like, it sucks that he died. Sure, okay, fine. But like, he literally did one thing. It's not a celebrity. Even then, yep. why would I care? Hey, all right. So I have to argue. I'm going to post this into our post-only chat. I have to argue that's an actual article on BuzzFeed, like an actual, like real article, not just pictures. There's lots. Oh of God, words. fuck that! Are you serious? But there's, but, but there's lots of words in it. 
I don't know. You know, I like it. I love the I love the stand up bit about Guy Fieri where the guy's like, you know, it's Guy Fieri, say it right. Like, like, what did he ever do to you? You know, right. he, he donates he donates equipment to you know public schools so that they can you know make their own pretzels and sell them and they get to keep all the profit. You know, he gives free publicity to all these like you know hole the wall type restaurants that don't have enough money to advertise. Okay, so he's got frosted tips. I mean, it's a great bid, but um, anyway, we digress. No, I agree. What did Guy Fieri ever do to you? He looks like a douche nozzle, but he seems like a nice guy. And Wells is it's like, the All right, it's the flame shirt. You know? How can I quit the show forever now? I'm out. All right, well, let's go take a break then. We'll be back in 30. All right, it's time for buy no buy. Uh, uh, Chris, how does that work? Hey, we've been drinking beers on the show. Uh, not a normal buy no buy, but we're going to tell you what we've individually been drinking or there was any kind of like coordination between participants, uh, what they've been drinking together. 
uh, tell you whether we like it or not, whether you would just buy the beer or not buy the beer. But it's kind of weird because we've all bought the beer. So unless it's something really strange, <laughs> it's probably going to be a buy anyway. You know, Never again. Always. Yeah, true. So- so Jeff, what's first? What is your beer? Or beer? So uh, uh, as mentioned, I think last show um, here recently, uh, Triple C re-released their Pineapple Three C IPA. Uh, Wells, have you had a chance to uh, imbibe into that yet? Wells is still muted. No, I, I just. I'm sorry. I just took a sip. Yes. Uh, um. So. You know, I was all excited about this, got it home. Uh, you know, we, we grilled some uh, teriyaki chicken, and I'm like, this is this pineapple 3C is going to go great with teriyaki chicken. Poured the beer, and my first thought was, huh, I don't remember it being that hazy. Took a couple sips of it, and I'm like, this is not 3C IPA. At least it doesn't seem like it to me. I... I can't imagine pineapple adding that much haze to the beer. To me, this almost feels like it should be pineapple flat brim. Um, either way, I, I still like it. It's still a good beer. I enjoyed it. It just I, it left me with some questions. I don't have the answers, but good beer. Bye bye. Wolves, what do you t- what do you think? I mean, I forgot to put a can in the fridge uh, during our last break and I just opened a uh, warm room temperature at least <laughs> can of the pineapple 3C from the can. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh, again, I don't know what it looks like because it's in the can. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't aware there would be a quiz. Not so much a quiz, just like, is this what you expected, you know? It's definitely pineapple as hell. I guess so. I don't know. I like it. I mean, it's not as fruit forward as that, uh, you know, Kiwan Pie beer I was talking about, but, you know, it's still pretty up there. I don't know. I'll buy it. Oh, Chris, what are you doing? Uh, I had two beers this episode, actually. So uh, first of all, it's, it's like really hot in this room that I'm recording in, and you talked about key lime pie last episode. So I went in the fridge and I grabbed a leftover Pacifico from Cinco de Mayo and squirted a lime in it and crushed it in like 14 seconds. Uh, and then got on to a Chimay Premier, um, just a regular mm. old Chimay Red. Um, you know, I've got, uh, you know, we, we had talked to you several episodes ago with the first lockdown, uh, about a half barrel of uh, an IPA. Um, so I'm getting really sick of IPAs. So my, basically my, my, uh, delivery this week was all Belgian beer. So saisons, triples, quadruples, Chimay red, uh, and, uh, Meanwhile, Josh, and I, Josh and I are completely cracking up over this entire, the last like four sentences you've thrown out there. We're just dying. Uh-huh. Yep. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> Who are you? And what yeah. have you done with Chris? What, what has happened to Chris? Who is this? Oh, I know, man. It's uh, the, the Belgian journey is complete, my friends. It's gone from, you know, hated them all to, well, I kind of like quadruples and then they turned into doubles and then now I even like triples. And, you know, it's just uh, the, the journey's complete. I, I can drink Belgian beers like anytime now. I love them. That's just right. mind blowing. Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> like, 
What? I heard it clear as day. It's like, I understand the words. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like one of my friends, uh, we were we were just uh, IMing, you know, because we had this bar in Madrid. We used to, he used to work with me. And uh, we used to have this this bar in Madrid that actually carried West Veteran beers. They, they Sometimes they would have the 12, sometimes they would have the other beers. Just random, whatever they happen to have. And uh, we were talking about, like, what's the closest ones you can get here in the States? And, you know, we kind of went back to, like, St. Bernardus is supposed to be the same recipe and the original yeast before they switched to West Mall yeast and all that fun stuff. But he said one of his favorite Belgian beers is just a plain old Chimay Red. And I was like, I haven't had that in a long time. So I ordered it up uh, and I'm drinking it right now. It's the first one I've had uh, in probably years and years and years. It's really good. I like it. I mean, it's what, six, seven percent, seven percent. So it's not too thin. It's uh, got a good Belgian taste to it. Chimay doesn't disappoint. I'm in. I'm buying it. Nice. All right. Josh, what about you? So I told you I was going to have some more weed beers on the show. So um, like Chris, I have two. Uh, this one is probably out of all of the four that were in the mix pack, the one that I was the most excited about and probably the one I'm most the dis- disappointed with, but still enjoy it. Uh, this is their train wreck. It's a double IPA. I don't know if it's because it's the double IPA. The terpenes aren't very Wait, prevalent at all. Time out, time, real quick. Is the beer called Trainwreck? Are you calling it a train wreck? No, the beer is called Trainwreck. Okay. I, well, that's a fair question. Okay. <laughs> no, it is. You're right. No, the beer is called Trainwreck. Like I said, I don't know if it's the just the fact that it's a double. It's smooth as shit for being a double IPA. Uh, it's very piney. And the terpenes are there. They're just not as prevalent, which, you know, hey, if you don't like terpene beers, then that's probably the one you want. The one that surprised me the most out of all of this was their mango kush wheat ale. So it's just as it sounds. It's a mango wheat beer with terpenes in it. And it's fucking fantastic. I could drink a cake of this shit. I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but the mango is really nice, really fruity, and then it's got the the terpene kick, which kicks a lot like hops, but in a different way. And I'm really turning the corner on these style of beers. Like, so, so would you thin. call it, would you call Trainwreck the the box turd? Is that the the turd in the box? Is that are you, are you saying you would not buy that or what? No, I mean I'd still buy it. I just, if, if you're, look, I'll put it this way. If you were trying to, to get a terpene beer for the terpenes, then that's not the one to go to out of the three. But it's still a good, solid double APA. Like I said, I just, I just don't know if it's because it's a double, and that's why it's not there or is, is prevalent as it was in the other two beers, which, of course, we've had the G13, so there's no point in me reviewing that one again. But yeah, this wheat one. And the wheat weed beer, it works and it works damn well. Weed weed beer. But you can't really call it a weed beer because it's not weed, it's just terpenes. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show, my man. Where are we at? Uh, come check us out, craftbeercast.com. We've got uh, all your, uh, I tell you, your previous episode desires. I mean, I don't really know that that's the case. I'm just making it. I like that. You know, we're just, I'm just making stuff up. Um, our old episodes are there. Maybe you're interested. Maybe you want to go back and listen. 
Maybe you're a glutton for punishment. Um, maybe you're bored in this, in these you know, new in trying these, times. In these new trying times, this unprecedented times that we're uh, living in the new normal uh, for all of you playing buzzword bingo. But uh, yeah, come check us out. Tell a friend, uh, you know, time to kill. Uh, hopefully you've got time to kill. I mean, I know for a lot of people, podcasting is uh, something they listen to while they're driving. And uh, well, we're not doing much of that anymore. I filled up my uh, my vehicle for the first time in uh, two and a half months. Yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say we we were doing our normal running around and I asked the wife, I was like, when was the last time you filled up the car? She's like, oh, I don't know. It's been like almost three months. I'm like, damn. Well, and then like Harris Teeter said this thing where, they're, you know, the, you buy stuff and you get, you know, money off of gallons of gas. And then they decided they were going to roll one month over because of, you know, the pandemic and nobody's out driving. So I had a dollar off a gallon of gas. And of course, gas, where I... It just so happened where I got it was like a dollar fifty nine. So, you know, I filled up for like twelve dollars, like a twenty gallon tank for like twelve dollars. It was fantastic. Holy shit, that's crazy. It was awesome. Loved it. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the point of hand. Um, come interact with us on the Twitters at CVCast, or at least interact with Josh. I don't, I don't Twitter much anymore. Hit up Josh at CVCast. Wells uh, at all the wells. I'll be less difficult. Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, now that his uh, free fish show is over, uh, you can start advertising again, right? Um, <laughs> um, it was entertaining. You should have been there. Uh, you can find me on the uh, on the interwebs at CP SoCal. Josh, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh CBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Uh, you know, it's always good to have new listeners to the show. And hey, if you are a new listener, welcome to our brand of jackassery. I promise it will get better. Once we can all get back into the same room again. I mean, uh, better better's a relative term, but fair. Okay. The bar is the bar was already low. It got extremely lower. Yes, yes, it did. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Uh, throw stories up there. If you put something in there and I find it interesting, we will definitely talk about it. I'll always forget to credit your name. Thank you, streaking <laughs> big. Thank you, streaking Bigfoot. Yeah, thank you, Shrieking Bigfoot, for the Minnesota story. I had to look up your name post-show, so thanks for that. Appreciate it. He's like the only person that is posting stories up there, but hey, whatever. One job. One job, I know. That's all I've got. Uh, I think we've hit everything, so you know what? We will talk to you guys next. Thursday. Thursday.